Mm-mm. So your husband, or soon to be, whatever, mm, my soon to be, is he? He decided that he was going to be funny today, and I don't know whether to hate him or praise him right now. Okay, you laugh pretty much through all of his stupid jokes, so I don't know which one in particular. Because going he's off of. lame but funny. Okay, so. <laughs> We were looking at the back of your books, at the back of the Harry Potter books. Right. And you were like, I think it's Voldemort on the back of the first book. And if you guys still have one of the original U.S. copies, it's, you know, Harry Potter flying on a broomstick. And on the back, there's like this hand popping through, holding a candlestick and a white nightgown behind a curtain. And I was like. what we presumed to be a white nightgown. Yeah. And she's like, I think it might be Voldemort. And I was like, why is Voldemort wearing a white nightgown? And David's like, because he gets to feel sexy, too. (laughs) We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Wine and Dine. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And we are, uh, not, I guess not wrapping up, it's not time for mini so just yet, but we're, we're wrapping up our full episodes of Harry Potter. I know, I know mm-hmm. you guys needed more than two. You needed approximately 394 but we might be able to throw one in there sometime down like oh yeah i guarantee harry potter is going to come up yeah. multiple when we start our youtube channel and put there up you those, go. Uh, there those you go. That, that might have to be uh <laughs> within the first five episodes harry potter and how crazy megan is <laughs> uh megan gets another harry potter tattoo ashley gets a harry potter tattoo ashley probably won't get a harry potter tattoo. ashley wakes up after megan drugged her <laughs> and gave her a harry potter tattoo megan goes to jail <laughs> It's going to be part of a series. You guys see where the artistic vision is taking us. Gosh. <laughs> um, no, but today we just want to finish up Harry Potter by talking about, first off, some of the best things that we love about Harry Potter, maybe some of the motifs, who our favorite characters are, mm. you know, and kind of where we want to see things, the future of what we see Harry Potter becoming. Because obviously they have their own theme park. You know, it's... Uh, Mm-hmm. They they just keep growing and getting progressively bigger. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, I think I want to start the conversation off. Something that we didn't touch on in the first episode that I kind of want to touch on in this first, in this last ending episode is where Harry Potter sits in my journey as a reader. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like right now, since we're kind of closing on this, I mean, it's kind of partially clear. We're just going to close the book and put it on the shelf knowing that we're going to come back to it yeah um but my first like interaction with harry potter was in the fourth grade my english or my teacher in the fourth grade brought it in this was before it was banned yeah from the schools and she was like oh i found this book i want you guys to hear a few chapters and so i just remember like sitting on the floor in the fourth grade just relaxing and listening to her read, I think, like, two chapters, two to three chapters, and just being in, in awe yeah. of of this of this world and of the voice and just of everything. Like, at that point, I had started my um, tutoring, and I had started to love reading again mm-hmm. and started to really enjoy it. So I was like, what is this? How is this? Like, wh- what's going on with that? And then... Um, unfortunately it did get banned a few weeks later, so she wasn't able to read it anymore to us, but we were always asking like, oh my gosh, what's happening in this book? What's going on? And she's like, well, you know, if you don't, if you're not reading it, I guess I can give you some spoilers Mm -hmm. and things like that. And like once I, you know, I didn't actually physically get to read a Harry Potter book until book five. Wow. Yeah. 
So my dad was actually reading all of the Harry Potter books on his own. Um, and I knew he was reading them and I knew he really liked them. And, you know, we were on vacation and he was reading the fourth one, The Goblet of Fire. And he was talking to me about how cool this is and how, you know, oh, they're, you know, going through all these trials, trying to like, you know, figure out what's going on. And he he made this really big to do about it. And of course it, it is a big to do. It's a cool book. Yes. Um, but like, I was just like, I was like, wait a second, isn't that like this, this and this? He's like, yeah. And I was like, and then like, it's not, it kind of connected my brain. Like, oh my gosh, like this is something that, you know, I might really like. So my dad's like, well, the fifth book's coming out within a few weeks. Why don't we get a copy and we'll share? Okay. And that's kind of how Harry Potter came into my world. And yeah, I, mean, I like, I like your dad just solely for the fact that it, I think he, he embodies what I want to be as a parent where like you find something that you can share with your kids. And mm -hmm. I feel like he, he knew that ahead of time. Like obviously it was getting to be popular. He's still reading all the books and he he did that i mean probably a little bit for himself but because he knew it was something he was going to be able to share for you so like i feel like that's a really good example to set as a parent like yeah. i'm not saying you need to love everything that your kid loves like if my kid ends up loving minecraft i'm probably going to want to just strangle <laughs> it but i uh you know i just i feel like a lot of the kids that come in and out of the juvie mm -hmm. that i've seen their parents have nothing in common with them hmm. or if they do have something in common it's that they're both drug users like mm. don't bond with your children that way like <laughs> just don't don't do it <laughs> what about you well how did you first come across uh, so we've touched this on world. it a couple times but my mom just saw a commercial for it at the you know it was coming on tv or coming on the movie theater mm. or whatever we went to see it and it was amazing and uh after that we got the first three books because they were all out by the time that the first did you like hightail it over to borders uh yeah we actually did get my first books at borders um <laughs> but we didn't get them until the next week r.i.p borders my mom actually did it as like a just like a little gift for me or whatever it's mm -hmm. not like i drug her out and made her get them right then she's just like she really likes this at the time i was really struggling in school because um I was very gifted at reading. I was very, mm. I was way above my peers, but I was an idiot when it came to math and science. So they couldn't move me up to like Lowell or Lakeside where they actually had advanced classes. Mm -hmm. So while everyone was still reading these tiny chapter books or whatever, I'm literally just trying to find books that will sustain me because I'm flying through them. Right. Um, and so my mom picked up Harry Potter and I read them and they kept me so entertained. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after that, I tried things like Lord of the Rings and um, just I, I was trying to get through every single book that I could. So yeah. I read through them very quickly. I, just, um, I love how these books, when we were kids, opened up a world that we had never seen before. It was magical i mean i can still picture myself in my room mm -hmm. and i i always read really weird where when you walked into my room mm -hmm. i had a dresser on the right side like right in front of your face on the right wall mm -hmm. my bed was in the middle and then i have my bookshelf a chair in the corner and then like my bed and there's like a fl a space between my bed and the bookshelf mm -hmm. so i would lay my head on the rug between mm -hmm. my bookshelf and my bed and i would kick my legs up onto the bed and so i would be reading on the floor or whatever so my mom would come in and just see my feet and she's like you're reading harry potter again like um <laughs> she actually had to get me to stop reading come downstairs and eat she had to remind me to pee on several occasions <laughs> 
I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't put it down. Yeah. Um, it was just, I remember sitting there reading The Prisoner of Azkaban three times. After, oh my gosh. Because I just wanted to read more and more and more. And I, it, it's, it's weird. I didn't read all three of them three times. I finished Prisoner of Azkaban and then I just read Prisoner of Azkaban two more times. It was so good. Um, and then my aunt Anne got me the fourth one. Mm-hmm. As, like as soon as it came out, she already had it at the house ready for me. It wasn't even wow. my birthday or anything. She just had it. Um, and then my mom finally started letting me go to midnight premieres of movies after like, I think when the fourth, after Goblet mm-hmm. of Fire, we were going to midnight premieres. But of course my mom has said that she's been old, like since she was 30, <laughs> which was like when I was two, yeah. but like she, she tried to stay out and do those kind of things with me as much as she could. And I think that's part of the reason my mom and I are so close aside from like the years of counseling that we went through like mm. we we shared that and even though my mom wasn't that into it right she, she did, did it, it for, for me. you yeah. yeah that's kind of how my dad was for me he... I, I feel like a lot of kids that love harry potter have some type of story like that there's someone they shared it with mm-hmm. it could be a relative best friend uh, boyfriend somebody yeah. uh, for almost every story i've ever heard somebody has shared it with them yeah it was like one of those things where because it was so unknown at the time it was just like it was just another random book on a shelf but yet like as it grew and as people found out about it like I still vividly remember us driving home from that vacation and me happening to look over at the the borders and I was like dad what is all that going on out there he's like oh that's right the Harry Potter book's gonna be dropping soon they're doing a like a an event for it I was like can we stop yeah and he was like okay and we stopped and we walked around i saw people dressed up in robes and i was like i don't know what any of this is Mm -hmm. and he was telling me like oh this is how you know they wear robes and the crest and the wands and you know he kind of shared that with me and then i was like i remember that and then i remember you know we bought the fifth book and i immediately had to go off to camp and he allowed me to he read he read way faster than i could so he read the book first and then i read it after him but like I said prior, he would call me and check up on me. Yeah. Like, How, how's it going? You, what, what's <laughs> going on with this? Oh, my God. When I finally got to the end of the fifth book, when they're in the brain room mm-hmm. and Ron gets hit by one of the brains. Yes. And he goes, Harry, brains. I ran downstairs. I'm like, Dad, brains. <laughs> and he would just laugh. It was just like one of those, oh, my gosh. Like, that's so funny. No, my mom just wasn't much of a reader. My mom... <laughs> had the entire series of at home in midford mm-hmm. i don't know if you know what that is i don't it's, i think it's i think it's amish if i remember <laughs> right anyway my mom it took her probably a year to read the first book because mm-hmm. the only time she would read was like she'd tuck herself in for bed at like eight thirty, mm-hmm. and you know she'd sit there and read and fall asleep while she was reading and then she'd forget everything she read and had to start over <laughs> so my mom took for ever to read i'm still not completely convinced that she has ever finished the entire (laughs) series that she had so but my mom would just ask me okay so what's been going on and what's going to happen you know what's going to happen in this movie and sometimes if i thought she'd really like it or whatever i'd be like no i'm not telling you i'm not Mm -hmm. telling you oh my gosh but uh i don't know like obviously your parents make a lot of sacrifices well parents should make a lot of sacrifices for their kids i'll say that i definitely have seen my fair share of ones that do not but i will always thank my mom and i'm sure you'll always thank your dad for like making harry potter a part of your life yeah because it's so good it is oh it's so good 
even though I haven't read it. Well, actually, I'm going to be reading it, so I'm really happy. I was going to say, you haven't read it in a while. I wouldn't yeah. end it with I haven't read it, because obviously you have, or you wouldn't know anything about The Brain Room, because the movies don't mention that at all. Like, oh. I don't know how much I can stress this. Yeah. If you haven't read the books, even if you're not a reader, audiobook it. The narrator. Oh, my God. I remember, uh, we actually had cassette tapes. See how that's how old I am. Cassette tapes. That's how we <laughs> audiobooked back in the day, people. Cassette tapes. Because it was all in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I remember, I don't know what his name is, but like the original narrator, his British voice and how he could just change his his octaves. And I remember Hermione being so like nasally, but always yes. so truthful. And yeah. I'm just like, I love it. And it, I just. Ah. Do you ever listen to ASMR videos? They're the ones that they'll do like sounds or people whispering or people mm-hmm. with just really sultry voices. They're supposed to relax and calm mm-hmm. you. A lot of people fall asleep to them. Yeah. If it weren't for the fact that I love Harry Potter so much, I could turn that on and fall asleep because the the guy that does it, it for Audible, oh, it's it's nice. It, he's he's very vivid and imaginative, and his voices are always spot on. I mean, you can tell he put a lot of thought and effort into it. Just based on him alone, if it weren't saying afterwards, her, Harry, Ron, Hermione, mm-hmm. I could tell the difference between all of them because he makes them all very individual. Right, and it's just it's it's artful the it way is. that he does I, it. It's, I I cannot probably start. I mean, I think that. That is probably one of the number one series that if someone came up to me and go, what if, if you had to tell me a series right now that I have to read, Harry, I would, Potter. Harry Potter would probably be up there, at least in top five. I, oh, yeah. There's, there's a few other series out there that, to me personally, I'd be like, you need to pick the series up. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, you need to do it. But, yes. Um, Very much so. Shoot, I was literally two seconds away from saying something. Did your brain go bloop? It did. It went bloop. I don't think you guys... So, for any of you guys that have ever been on uh, (laughs) meds of any sort, (laughs) meds have side effects. And one of the major side effects of a medication that I'm on right now is memory loss. Um... Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to have to start this next part because I have a... Uh... Yeah, okay. You can't just keep saying bloop. <laughs> bloop! <laughs> I remember what I wanted to say now. Shut up. Um, no, I also think that there's a big there's a big difference between just reading the books and having an audiobook. And I'll give you an example from the books. In the first book... Mm-hmm. Um, Minerva is talking to Albus and she says, you know, you're the most powerful wizard ever. You know, even Voldemort was afraid of you. And he says, you flatter me. Voldemort has powers I will never have. And that's how I've always read it. That I will, you know. Yeah. I I personally will. I I will never have them. And when you read it like that, he's making it seem like... I'm I'm not worthy of them, or I'm not strong enough to do them, or you know Voldemort or has surpassed me. Maybe it's one me. of those like he's being humble. Yeah, but when when the narrator does it in the audiobooks, he says Voldemort has powers I will never have, and the way that he puts the emphasis on never instead of I makes it really feel like Dumbledore is saying I could have these powers easily if I wanted to, but I will never stoop to well, his and level. I feel like- with the movies coming out now for um, Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them, mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to see 
a Dumbledore that hasn't matured yet, I don't think. Yeah. And I'm, I said I was excited in the last podcast. I'm even, I'm just floored. I'm floored and I can't wait. November cannot get here fast enough. And it's so exciting because as much as I am a book reader, Mm -hmm. I love the books, they're not releasing the books until they release the movie. They're just releasing screenplays. That's all Fantastic Bees is, is the screenplay to the movie. They're printing it. I can see that to a point. I mean, I'm still buying them. Like, I'm owning all of them. Like, See, I haven't bought anything yet. I was wondering, I actually wish I could have actually gotten a book set mm-hmm. and, and not just a screenplay. While I like the screenplay, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. It's very different. We got that in Cursed Child Part 1, Part 2, and honestly, I was, eh, yeah, take it or leave it kind of moments. I know what you mean, but I'm I'm obsessed, and we've already talked about the fact that, like, I will buy books just to buy books. I know. And so not only do I want to get, like, the whole new set of Harry Potter and all, yeah. you know, all that jazz, but I have all the illustrated copies so far. I've got um, the Fantastic Beast illustrated version, the one that's just oh, literally yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Oh, the so pictures. cool. Oh, I've got A History of Magic. I've got, um, you know, uh, Tales of Beetle the bard i've got oh shoot i've got the huge through the ages yes and i also have it's a huge leather bound book and it's Mm -hmm. just like the behind the scenes of the making of harry potter it's behind the scenes of all the books some of the copies of her original drawings and thoughts and um, just interviews with everybody that took place in it it's amazing i still haven't even unwrapped it it's so beautiful and pristine like i'm keeping that I think, yeah, Together. keep that in your, yeah. <laughs> but, so I know I'm going to buy all of the screenplays when they come out. Like, that's just the person that I am. Yeah. But. There's a part of me that wishes I would have gone out and bought the DVDs for Fantastical Beast and Where to Find. I have all the DVDs for the other movies. Yeah. I just didn't, I, DVDs are going out of fashion. You just don't buy them anymore. But So I, I know it sounds lame, but the only reason I'm not buying them is because I know we, after the fifth movie or whatever is released, and maybe we won't even have DVDs by that point, but mm-hmm. I have the entire Harry Potter set in one DVD case just on eight separate discs, mm-hmm. and I want to do that with Fantastic Beasts too. I don't want to have five different DVD cases when I know I can just have one and keep them all together. Right. So I'm just waiting, and I'll buy them all then. Yeah. I mean, because like we've already said I have HBO Go I have Hulu I can go over to any person's house with cable and watch them whenever I want Um, I have all of the DVDs Uh, I'm sure I could find them online easily I mean Showbox duh we're gonna probably stream all of our stuff since we have the fire stick yeah so it's just it's easy to watch Harry Potter now and then oh and um, the art craft will usually play it every year yes so I I they're doing it this year I don't know when they're doing it this year they've already done it no, they did that in November. Mm, they so might do it again in November. They, they I would will. like for them to do Fantastical Beasts and where to find them in November. And, like, before the movie hit, the second movie hit. Do you know how many people would buy tickets for that? They would this, line up. This girl. It's right literally here. just me. I'm going to buy the whole theater. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets to see this. Okay, so I guess that's, like, another topic that we can talk about is Fantastic Beasts. Like, where... How do I want to put this? Where do you see Fantastic Beasts going in in this one? What do you, okay. So like, like, what do you want to see happen? Do you want it to be more centered around Dumbledore? Do you just want him to introduce him and kind of give him some space? Do you still want it to be more centered around Newt? Because we know how it's going to end. It's going to end with Dumbledore and Grindelwald's battle. I think I would like a good. I need I need like a sprinkling of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Get get Jude Law in there. 
get some get get that going i would honestly i want to know how newt fits in to Dumbledore's plan because you know Dumbledore has a plan. Oh yeah, he he's scheming. Well, you know they even call scheming. him out on it. They're like, we know that Newt wouldn't have gone without your say so, and he's like, no, no, I can't control Newt. What are you talking about? Well, like, I feel like that, like that, that young version of Dumbledore. I feel honestly. Newt is basically Harry Potter just in a different timeline. Like it kind of, it's the same kind thing. Of. But like, it, I feel like it still needs to be centered around Newt. Newt still needs to be the main character. But it's looking through. It's following Newt through this journey. But Dumbledore is going to play a big role, just like Dumbledore played a big role in Harry's yeah life. But it's going to be a younger Dumbledore. It's going to be a Dumbledore that is going to be making mistakes. It's beardless Dumbledore. He had a beard. It's a small one. Tiny beard Dumbledore. you got to start somewhere. That's true. I just... It, I, I would like to see more growth in the in these... We have the ability to have a backstory on a character... On characters that we, we wouldn't have any other way. Like... Yep. I was floored when I found out that possibly Neville's lineage goes back to Newt. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my god! That's like, I can totally see that now. Yes. Like, and now I'm still sitting here going, wait a second, who's his grandmother then? Because they've implied that Newt will probably end up with, um... Tina. Tina. Mm-hmm. But it's like, the way the trailer portrays Tina in this movie makes it look like Tina's Tina and Newt aren't on the same path. Yeah. So I would be really interesting to see that dynamic is maybe Tina and Newt don't actually get together when we think they'll get together. I don't know. Because I definitely see Winnie and um I wanna call him Ted and that's not his name. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob Kwalski. Yeah. We know they're gonna get together. That's a given. Honestly, I'm okay with that because they're just too damn cute. I'm shipping I know, that. right? We're shipping it. I don't care. It's too damn cute. I, I just, it's one of those things where I was like, I would like to see how that all works out, but I'm not anxious for it. Like I am for Winnie and Jacob. Yeah. Like I, I need to see that in this movie. I need to see them get all kissy face with each other. I just, I need it. Yes. I completely agree. Um, and I want to see how Newt and his brother interact with each other. Yes. Because the one part we see, they're very harmonized, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they do a spell, and they're in sync with each other, and they make that spell go off, and it's a very powerful spell. Mm-hmm. But from the first movie, we know Newt has great respect for his brother. Yeah. But is it mutual respect or is it, this is my older brother, I have to be respectful? You know, does the older brother respect Newt for what Newt is doing? Uh Uh-huh. Like, what's going on there? And then you have the whole, well, that was my girlfriend, now my girlfriend's with my brother and all that other crazy sh- I don't even know. Okay, I must have missed that part. Are you saying that Lita Lestrange is with Newt's brother? Yeah. You didn't see how the whole cast was laid out i guess maybe she's i missed out him. i guess she's like all snuggly up against him wow pull the photo oh i have to now yeah pull the photo because they also made the connection that the lady that is next to um i want to call him lars i keep giving people random names what's his name zoe kravitz is playing Lita lestrange yep 
What? Oh, and Callum Turner is playing Theseus? That's amazing! Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can find... Yeah, we actually need to see, like, the photo photo that they did. So, like, the actual cast photo, like, the, like, the big one that they did. That one right there. Look at them. So that's Lita Lestrange right there, and that's his brother. Huh. Look how, look how they're, so he's sitting down. He, he Yeah, she's just, holding hands, fingers laced, and everything. Yeah. Oh, shit. And look how Newt and Tina are. They're almost back-to-back. -back. Like, they're not... Yeah, they're not seeing eye to eye. They're but not... but then look at that. Like Jacob is holding on to Queenie's arm right there. Yeah, but so... Queenie's leaning back into him too. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're cuddling, they're cuddling. I don't know who this is cuddling with Ezra Miller over here, but that's supposed to be the lady that turns into a snake. So their theory, the theory going around right now is she is going to be Nagini, or what? they have a child. And that child becomes Nagini. Yeah. So they're saying that that lady is Nagini and he, uh, what's that guy's name? Which that, one? That one. Uh, um, uh, that one right there. Shoot. I can't remember. He's played by Ezra Miller. I can remember the actor's name. Yeah. So the guy that, the Ezra Miller, the character that he plays is supposedly Voldemort's great grandfather. I've heard this. Yeah. I have heard that. So yes. because Nagini had such a good relationship with Voldemort's grandfather uh -huh. she and then helps Voldemort become who he is Ooh. Okay. so if she, because basically what she's supposed to have a blood curse on her hmm. so and the blood curse will turn her into a snake a full snake hmm. yeah if you if you want to hear the full theory on it check out carlin brothers oh my god i love the carlin brothers i don't know how i haven't seen this yet yes so the carlin brothers actually is the one that did that it was it it's a few months back they did that um their recent one is uh 15 cringe worthy moments of harry potter they're doing all these harry potter oh stuff my god. right now well, they, they do a ton of harry potter stuff on the norm but like mm -hmm. they're they're huge harry potter nerds and i absolutely love them um yeah so that's how I came across that, honestly. And they, they did a how they said that um, Lita Lestrange is actually now dating Newt's brother or they're, like, in some sort of relationship. She's not with Newt. Yeah, she's <laughs> not with Newt. But here's the thing. She's a Lestrange. Yeah. So, and we know Lestrange, they're not all right upstairs. Uh-huh. So there's a scene in the trailer where this girl is dancing, and mm -hmm. you see Lita look at the girl kind of in a way that looks like she's, like, thinking of something that she shouldn't be thinking about. Or yeah. Or she's, like, not plotting some, almost plotting something, but it's very unnerving the way that the, yeah. she looks at this person. Or is Lita the one dancing, and then she, maybe she's talking to somebody? I don't know. But, like... Can November just get here already? Because I need I to see this movie, please. I know. I need to see this movie. I need to know how it pans out. There was another one that the Carlin brothers did recently where they explained, like, why um, Albus and Newt meet on the roof mm -hmm. and whether or not this, like, statue off in the back is actually a port key. Because Newt yeah. comes in, like, if you do it scene by scene, he's touching, touching the, the statue. statue. Mm -hmm. So I've it's like, what? Port keys? Hogwarts? What? what? Oh, there's so many things that I'm ready to learn. 
Like, and I think that really goes to the artistry that is Joanne because mm. she makes, she doesn't just make a book. She doesn't just make a series. She has made an entire world. And can you even imagine how difficult that is to be able to make a world that you have kept everything in line to the point where no one's ever been like, well, you can't do that because you said it was this or whatever. Like, she's so artist, like art, uh, artful at designing a world and then making sure that her characters fit in the world it's almost like the world was not designed for the characters the characters were designed for the world so it's easy for her to keep things canon and Mm -hmm. for her not to you know make issue you know mistakes and errors something that i would love to see in this one since it's gonna be set apparently it's supposed a good pot part of it's supposed to be in paris Mm -hmm. is the um the what's the all-girl school Oh, Bobaton. Yeah. I would love for them to go to Bobaton. And it's actually not an all-girls school. Uh, if you go back, No, if you go back and read the books. So the way that they do it in the movie is very deceptive, where it makes Durmstrang seem like an all-boys school. It's not. And they also makes uh, Bobaton seem like an all-girls school. It's not. In fact, there were several of the girls that mm. were like, okay, we're going to go hang out with some of the boys from Bobatons now in the book. And they were all fawning over all these guys from Bobatons because they're beautiful and blonde, blue eyes, absolutely gorgeous and fit and mm. pale and, you know, like. Gorgeous so, French models. Yeah. Mm. But in the movies, they just, they, they tried to make them it. extremes. So yeah. Hogwarts is the co-ed school and one's girls, one's boys. But both of them are co-ed. Um, I would just, I think there's an opportunity for that. Yeah. With this movie, because it is set in Paris. Why not go and, like, interact with the headmistress? Is it going to be the same headmistress? Oh, is it no, not? there's no way. Madame I'm, Maxine can't be that old. I she could. I she could have just could. started. She could have, maybe she's a teacher there. And that's oh. how Albus knows. Because he, he says he knows her. Yeah. Like, he knows her on a different level. And he knows, uh... I, Igor, Igor, Igor Kakarov. Yeah. yeah, and he knows that on a different level too. Like they have relationships in the fourth book where they yeah. they are very friendly. So it's like one of those like he has to meet these people prior to. Well, you know that book. he meets. He may not have met Igor at that point, but you know he knows Igor from when he was in Azkaban mm. and when he was the one that routed out Barty Crouch Jr. They even do that in the movie. So right. that one you know about Igor, but I am very interested well, to find here, out about Madame Maxine. Here's what kind of throws me for a loop with that one, because even though Dumbledore knows, you know, you're a Death Eater, you're, you know, you're not a good person, he still opens up his school and open arms and hugs the man and yeah. they're like really friendly with each other like he never points the finger at yeah. him through that whole book going you are the one doing all this horrible stuff you're the one killing all these things it's well, you Dumbledore has always been like I think a proponent for like justice and and second chances and Igor are, he served his time in Azkaban and yeah he was a he was a death eater he did some bad stuff like he deserved to be there mm. but he served his time got out didn't do any more shady shit and like ran a school and so I think that Dumbledore had a lot of respect for him for using his second chance wisely mm. so I feel like that's where a lot of the opening you know open arms and friendly camaraderie and stuff like that comes from is that he respects the fact that given a second chance he didn't mess it up and I wonder if that's something that he learned after that fact because oh yeah from what it sounds like so far he is not giving um grindelwald any room of leeway no like he and grindelwald are like grindelwald could not get a second chance from Dumbledore. 
at all. Well, and I think part of it is not only the fact that, you know, he doesn't know who killed his sister. It could very well be Grindelwald. I think a lot of the fact that he doesn't like her is that if Grindelwald hadn't been in the picture at all, mm. that his sister would be alive. So even if he blames himself or Alberforth or, you know, whoever he's blaming, yeah. it, without Grindelwald, his sister would be alive, no matter who threw that curse. Well, and here's the thing. So if they're going to do anything of that in the movies, they would have already done it. Or they're going to be doing it in this one. Well, I don't think they're going to be doing this because, like I said, it's there's three uh, there's three more movies after this one. Yeah. And I know it's supposed to do the, the big battle where they finally get him. They're not going to show that, but they may do like a flashback. Well, and because that's where a lot of people I think are having issues. Where in that timeline does that fall? Like when they're young, when they're at this age currently? Because he right now, yeah. I think he's like in his mid. He's in his twenties. Yeah, I think he he's already a professor, but I'm pretty. God, don't quote me on this. It's on Pondermore. I know it's on Pondermore. Um, I really, states. really want to say that he was like nineteen. 19, maybe 20, when Ariana died. So that would have had to have been just fresh, mm -hmm. if that's the case. So, like, these movies are happening right after the fact? Right after, maybe a couple years after. So it is still going to be fresh. I really feel like it will mm -hmm. be. See, and that makes my theory of maybe how she ended up dying mm -hmm. much more plausible. Because yeah. she, was, she had been infatuated with somebody. I mean, I... The way they make Grindelwald out to be, he was this ladies' man, the yeah. man's man. Why wouldn't a prestigious household like the one the she comes, yeah. the Dumbledores that she comes from, they were friends. He yeah. would have been around a lot. Yeah. Who didn't have a crush on somebody's, your older brother's best friend? Me. Definitely Me. did. Yeah. So I think that's very plausible. She yeah. probably had a crush. Maybe she, because of how she suppressed her magic and he might have like crushed her hopes and dreams or let her on and then cr like something had to have happened to where she would have got i that's where my brain goes well and i think that's another part of the reason that grindelwald is so obsessed with these obscurials mm. is because of oriana like there's so much stuff if you guys have no idea what we're talking about please for the love of god get on pottermore <laughs> um, i just i Here's the question. The Obscurus that was in Newt's case. That's a question that's never been answered. Is it part of Ariana? Is it not? No. That one they touch on very briefly. The Obscurus that he had in that vial or whatever was the one that he pulled out of that little girl in, I think he's Mozambique. Somewhere in Africa, I thought. But he realized as he was pulling it out that it immediately started to die. So he put it in that bubble because mm -hmm. the Obscurus cannot survive without a living host. Mm. So he put it in that little bubble. But it's always going to look for another host. So if you get too close to that bubble, mm. it's going to get you. Yeah. Um, so Which I, then I don't... makes me wonder why Grindelwald would be so wanting an obscurus because if it, if it's one of those things where it's uncontrollable it's almost it kills its ho it will kill its yeah host. eventually will eventually kill like why would a why would somebody that's already been around another wizard that has had that happen to her why would other than to just study it why know. would he want it why would albus want it I don't know. Because the only reason Newt has that 
I guarantee you is because Albus asked him to do it. To study it or to save somebody. It could be not even to study it. He could have been, hey, you need to go save this girl. And now Newt is studying it on his own accord. Because it, in all in all rights, it is a fantastic beast. It's, it's it's a, a parasite. Yeah, but it's a it's a creature. It's a it's a magical being. It's a magical entity. You know, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And so it's something that he would study. I mean, True. he's the one that finds everyone wants to get rid of his animals. They think they're dangerous. You can't control them. You don't know much <clears throat> about them. And he's like, that's the whole point. That's why I'm studying them because you don't know anything about them. Yeah. God, I love Newt. I do too. He, he's a good fella. I'm so glad that Neville is from his lineage. I, I I just love the fact that Joanne keeps extending this world. It's so beautiful. Which I haven't been on Pottermore in a while. Did they say if Jacob and Winnie get together? On I have not read anything into Fantastic Beasts okay. on Pottermore at all. I go back and I look into the Marauders, which that's... I think we have time to talk about that today, but... Yeah. I've looked into a ton of stuff about the Marauders, the behind the scenes on, you know, Charlie and Bill Weasley, you know, I've looked into, um, you know, who, what, what lineage goes where, like who, um, Teddy Lupin ended up marrying yeah. and, you know, just all Well, the this... only reason I'm asking that is, is because I thought I heard that Jacob and Winnie's line, um, goes to, um, Luna's line. Very could very well could be. Well, because Luna always made it like had abilities of knowing things, just like Winnie does. Yeah, but not to the same extreme as Winnie. Like Luna just knows things. Exactly. So I was like, I wondered always if that was if she was like somehow connected by blood to there or uh, not. Very, I mean, it very well could be. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I definitely need to look into some more. I haven't been on Pottermore in a hot second, um, but. Just because I haven't doesn't mean you shouldn't. Please get on Pottermore. <laughs> oh my goodness. And seriously, tweet at us. If you've never been sorted before, get sorted. Let us know. We will celebrate with mm -hmm. you. Yes, even if you're not a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin. I mean, we'll like you more if you are, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We could always use more of those. Um, even if you become a duff. <laughs> we'll just come over because you puff. hang out by the kitchens anyway. Oh my gosh. Really quick. Side note. So... Sierra just had her baby shower. For those of you that don't know, my best friend Sierra is eight months pregnant, and she had a Harry Potter-themed baby shower. And we're setting everything up, and she got house tables or whatever. And they were like, how do we need to set this up? And I said, okay, well, we need Hufflepuff here, we need Slytherin here, and then we need Gryffindor here and Ravenclaw here. And they were like, why? And I said, well, this table will be closest to the kitchens, and then followed by Slytherin, second closest to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, and then the farthest from the kitchen is this way. So, you know, I'm just telling them where to put it. And Sierra's like... Why did you put so much thought into this, though? Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> because I had to. Because it's your baby shower, and it's Harry Potter-themed, and, like, I needed to go all out for this. Like so that makes me think, okay, so Hufflepuff is right by the kitchen, then followed mm -hmm. by Slytherin. Ravenclaw, I think, is... Ravenclaw is, is West, West Tower, Tower, and Gryffindor is East Tower, so technically Ravenclaw is closer because it would be kind of over the kitchens mm -hmm. technically now i don't know how the inner workings of stairs are it could be that gryffindor has less steps but i did it yellow green and then i did it blue red coming mm. back so yeah it makes sense i mean nobody likes them stinky raven claws anyway 
a kitty. Whatever. This Ravenclaw took you out for lunch. That's true. She took me to Culver's and it was delicious. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. Um, okay. Since we do have a little bit of time. Okay. The Marauders. Joanne, I obviously know you're listening to this podcast <laughs> because you have nothing better to do with your life. She's writing how many screenplays for this thing? Exactly. She has nothing better to do than listen to this podcast. But, Joanne, I'm speaking directly to you. Oh, my God. Stop it. Joanne, I need it. (laughs) I need the prequels. I need the Marauders. And I don't just need the Pottermore, okay? Pottermore is beautiful. Everything on Pottermore is beautifully done. But I need the books, Joanne, okay? I'm going to need you, even if it's just for me and I have to burn them afterwards, (laughs) I (laughs) I need that I would burn after reading for you so if you could please send those to me or even just email me all of your thoughts every single thought (laughs) just email them do you want to hear something crazy yes other than your other than my plead (laughs) okay so again go if if you're into weird new into weird stuff about any type of pop culture the carlin brothers is where you go yes they're fantastic uh, they're they're fantastic i always scream these socks are amazing <laughs> i just like to go hey brother <laughs> <laughs> so yes we're, we're very much pushing them right now carlin brothers if you actually do come across this podcast free publicity right here thank you yes because they need it from us we have like 300 followers on twitter <laughs> That's 300 more for them. That's true. That's true. Everyone but, go follow Super Carlin Brothers and tell them that we sent you and maybe we'll maybe we'll get like a thank you or something and then we'll have 302 followers. Hey, that's something. <laughs> but no, something that um oh gosh, they they brought up was how the Deathly Hollows, the book, yeah, was kept 100% a secret. Yeah. Like the the detail that J.K. Rowling and the publishers went to to keep that book under lock and key was astounding. Yes. Like, these things didn't ship within 24 hours of when it was supposed to drop. Uh-huh. The stores had to sign a confidentiality agreement. Uh-huh. And everything had to be, like, literally locked up tight. Yes. Until, like, the night. Uh-huh. And even and then... I, I was there at 11 o'clock waiting in line waiting for that midnight release they brought it out on pallets like i remember it like i remember like they brought it out on a a pallet Uh and like you had to get in line and we all had numbers Mm -hmm. like some sort of like ticket number and like that ticket number you gave it to the person and then you got into another line yep and like did you do barnes and noble for yours Uh uh-huh yeah i did mine here at greenwood park mall yeah okay well then we were probably there at the same time before we even knew each other Probably. <laughs> I got there late, so, like, I was way in the back, but, like... Oh, trust me, even when I got there at 11, I was still way in the back, like... I was way, way in the back. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were double in the back. Yeah, but it was just, like, one of those, like, I, it was, like, I'm standing in line, I give the, I got a ticket, and I get up there, because you can only have one book per person, like, they yep. wouldn't let you buy multiple copies nope. either, but, like, I, I got up there, I gave the person the ticket, they literally turned around grab the book off of a pallet in uh-huh. a box that was literally you couldn't see through it nope that was what threw me off because i was like wait a second what mm-hmm. like everything not... was super secrety yeah like 
I guess the manuscripts came back and forth via airplane and one of the people that were going through customs, they had to put it through like the, the tray scanner and it got flagged. And like this lady is freaking out because the Harry Potter manuscript yeah. just got flagged and is being taken to the back room by some security person. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to have to whack the security person. Okay, so the thing that I saw, and I don't know if it's a real picture or not, but one of the people that was responsible for moving the manuscript literally had it handcuffed to their hand. Yes. Okay, you've seen that too then, yes. right? Yes. Like, they were not allowed to be without it. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, I just... Like, they had to keep it with them on the plane at all times. Um, like, it couldn't be... They they couldn't put it in a car- the overhead compartment. Like, no, they, they had to hold, hold on to it the whole time. Yeah, no. And then, like, it went, it went through. It got beeped. They took it, and they were rummaging through her stuff. And she literally had to stop and goes, I need to speak to the head of security. Yeah. And she, like, had to tell them, like, look, you cannot read this. It's just a manuscript. I swear it's not a bomb or knife or anything yeah. like that. I mean, they let her through. But, like, could you imagine your jobs on the line if some stupid security guard picks up the last copy manuscript of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and starts thumbing through it. Are you kidding me? No. If I was that security guard, I'd be like, picture? 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 Just turn Didn't somebody get fired or like go to jail because they try to steal one? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I thought that happened. I'm not sure. It probably did. Probably. Who knows? (laughs) It was, it's just a crazy and I I remember that night, but at the same time, like, I don't remember that night, Mm because it was like, of course, I'm like, deliriously half crazed, but I remember I got the book. Yes. I got the book, and then my mom uh, started yelling at me, because I went, (laughs) because it was released on, like, a Tuesday. It was not released on a Friday, guys. It was not, like, oh, I can go home and read it on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so my mom's like, you need to go straight to bed. I was like, but mom, I want to read this. And she literally took it out of my hands, and she said, you can have this back in the morning. And I wanted to rage. (laughs) I did not stand in line with a thousand other sweaty idiots just to have you take my book off. Yeah, no, my dad and me shared that book. My mom kind of said something similar, but she was like, I didn't stand in line for two hours for you to not go to school tomorrow. Mm. Like, no, you're going to school tomorrow. You can have it back and you can read it tomorrow. Like, uh, she was such a good parent and I hated her guts at the time. (laughs) No, it was one of those, like, my dad bought the book. I just had the ticket. So he got to read it first. But, you know, such is life. Yeah. We share. Your dad's still really cool, though, for doing that with you. Like, I, I think my mom would have if my mom was more of a reader. She's mm. really not. Like I said, she had that one series, and I'm pretty sure it took her a year to read one book. Yeah. Um, I got him Audible. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I bought him a, a three-month subscription to Audible. He used to be an avid reader. And, like, now that he's gotten slightly older... He doesn't read as much. He likes yeah. funny books, like the ones that are like one-liner books. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really wanted to read Steve Martin's uh, Born Standing Up, and I couldn't find it in print. Yeah, I think it's only Audible. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No. On Amazon, there is print versions, oh. and it's stupid expensive. Mm, I love yeah. my father, but I'm not paying $70. Right? For or something like that well like so my mom really or my stepmom rather really likes debbie mackamer books i remember that yeah 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 so i bought her a bunch of them and for her birthday and she's like yeah i already have all of these (laughs) so luckily (laughs) thrift books takes returns like they'll they'll do your return within 30 days i love thrift books (laughs) um 
but yeah so my mom my stepmom still didn't get anything for her birthday because i had to return her birthday present because she likes debbie mackamer so much that she already has all of her books my bad <laughs> ending question yes so we can wrap this sucker up i don't want to wrap it up i know number one best spell Ooh, that's a real, real good one. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you have one in mind? Like, is that why you asked? No, that's my question to you. You can ask me a question. Number one best spell. Yeah. God. Okay. Can I have more than one? <laughs> How many are you wanting? Okay, well, like, it depends on what you're using it for. Because, like... If you're using one to really, really hurt your opponent, okay. So like, like Serpent Harry Sortia, Potter, absolutely. Harry Potter attack it with a snake. <laughs> Harry Potter always has like his main like go to spell. Like I feel like yeah. he has that. Uh, you know, it's not Accio wand, but um, which which one? Which, uh, you know, it was so, it was like when he's fighting, he always does like Expelliarmus. Yeah, he always does that. <laughs> always, one. always like that God, is that so is his spell. Stupid. Like always, that's a spell. So I like know. that's what I'm talking about. Like what would be your spell? Oh, the spell like I'm known for. Yes, probably Rictum Sempra. That's the tickling spell. <laughs> that's just that's me like when in doubt i tickle like if i'm in a situation i want to be in i tickle when i want to be stupid i tickle when i'm mad at my husband and i know he hates being tickled i tickle him like that's me like if i really wanted to hurt somebody i you would just tickle them to death no yes i could i could but no i would probably use sectum sempra which is the one that just like cuts the victim and let them bleed. Uh, if I wanted to scare somebody, I might use Serpent Sortia. That's the one that just shoots a snake out <laughs> yeah, at them. I'd be running the other direction. <laughs> um, You'd start to say it. I'd be like, no! Right? Uh, let me think. I mean, I'm just not much of a healer. Mm. I, I, okay. I mean, a Pisky would probably be helpful. That's the one that mends broken bones. Yes, that would probably help in some categories. Yes. I also just really like Abifors because it just shoots out birds. <laughs> I love that you know all these by name, and I'm sitting here going, I have no idea what she's talking about. Uh, my husband just likes to look at me every once in a while and go, Avada Kedavra! <laughs> so I think that would probably be Jesse's, which is yeah. really frightening. Yeah. Because, like, if he had magical powers, everyone would be dead. He would have no issues killing everyone. <laughs> okay, so what, what about you? What one would you just be known for? And I might be able to help you out if you can tell me what it does if you don't know the name. See, I don't think they ever had a spell, though, for this one. What? Um, I think they just enchant the quills. Like, a self-writing quill. That's just, like, it does it on its own. It's an enchantment. It's a Zonko yeah. product. Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean, though. Actually, I would just have a lot of Zonko products. I probably wouldn't even, like, use... <laughs> a lot of stuff i would be like and i have this that does this thing, and i have this that does that i'd be the wizard that doesn't do a lot of wizarding stuff i just have magical items i want to be the wizard that's sitting in the be in one of the first movies just reading a stephen hawking book and stirring his tea without any magic he's not using a wand there's he's no using spell his hand yeah he's literally using wandless magic while reading stephen hawking's theory of the universe and i'm just sitting there like what? <laughs> I think that's in book 
It's it's either two or three. He it, it's one where they're meeting up. Well, in, hell, it might be the. I don't know which. It one was it is. in um. No, I think it is. He meets Ron and Hermione in the um, witch's cauldron. Oh, that's number three then, because right after that, Ron's dad is like, "Don't go looking for him." Right. That's probably that. But anyway, just wandless magicking some tea. Like I just kind of want to do useless yeah, I think shit that, like I that. I think that would be me. I'd be probably known to do like just this. Like, she's, what? What is she doing? That's not magic. She didn't wave her wand or say any magical incantation. Like, come on. Yeah. That's, that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be like, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. I'm just gonna buy something that does it for me, and I don't have to say anything. I can just, there you go. Ta-da! The next Pottermore quiz that I want is, like, what would your job be? I don't want, like, a, a BuzzFeed job where it only gives you, like, doctor or or. like i want (gasps) i know what i want to be all the magical jobs and i want them to be jk rolling approved so that i know know what i want what do you want to be i want to be the librarian the hogwarts (laughs) you want to be the hogwarts librarian because then i can go in the restricted restricted section all i want uh i want to teach astrology what that's not a course yes it is no i mean that's like a stupid course Their cues. Okay. No, the cue for that course is literally draw the constellations. Yeah. That's it. Okay, but Ferenz the centaur works there now, so I would get to work with Ferenz. I thought he got fired. I don't think so. I thought he got let go. I thought he like went back to his pack. No, like his pack tried to kill him when he went back. Remember that? It's been a while. Anyway, maybe he did. I don't remember him getting fired, but like he was teaching it along with Trelawney because Trelawney did that and astrology and then they were like no he literally can read the future from the stars we need him. Which isn't 100% accurate I guess I don't know. No he he literally can and that's why they didn't want him helping them because you're not supposed to use it to alter anything Mm. but supposedly they can legitimately see the future of the stars. Yeah. Um I don't know that or like I would say history and magic, but, like, Professor Benz is literally a ghost. So, like, he's not going anywhere. I would like an elective class, which is how to survive in the muggle world. That would be amazing. Like, I'm sorry. These people, like, the stuff that um, Mr. Weasley comes home and talks to his family about. What is the mundanest, stupidest stuff I've ever like what is the function of a rubber duck (laughs) how do you guys not have rubber ducks like i don't you're also humans and you live in this world like how have you not seen things like how do you know it just it boggles my mind like currency yeah so like you have the certain currency for when you're in the wizarding world and then you have the euro yeah so like I feel like there's a moment where I ha- there has to be where Ron has to look at Hermione and go, what are you paying them with? Yeah, what's a pound? What's like, a pound? What's a note? What What are you doing? Like, why can't you just give them gold and move about the life? And she, I swear she would probably turn to Ron and just be like, you're an idiot. Yes, you are a legitimate idiot. Because they... Uh, legitimate. Or legitimate. Legitimate. But, like, they have no understanding or comprehension of how the outside world works. And I'm, I don't, like. At the same time, though, 
it kind of makes sense. Like, muggles don't know anything about the wizarding world, so it kind of makes sense that the opposite is true, where the wizards, they kind of stay away from muggles and they keep their privacy, so they really don't know much. But yet, England is supposed to be so much more progressive. Like, even Newt even says that. He's like, we're so much more progressive than you here in America. Yeah. And we're like... Are you shitting me? You guys don't even know what a rubber duck is. Like, yeah. well, how and, is that progressive? And they hide in plain sight, so they're mixed amongst the muggles all the time. Or the nomad, which I need to talk to you about that. Real quick, Joanne, talking to you again. Um, for you to come up with a whole term like muggle and then just go with nomad, I, I expected better. It is the U.S. I mean, we're not really yeah, creative. No, nah, nah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> we're not America. Really, we're not very creative when it comes to naming things. I mean, Rocky Mountains. They're mountains, and they're rocky. <laughs> like, I feel like Nomad is very quintessential 1920s American name calling yeah i mean that that's very very stupid i mean like i feel like you know how mudblood is mm -hmm. a very derogatory term i feel like if someone came over to america at that time period and goes oh you're you know this is not a um nomad he's a mudblood they'd probably latch onto that and go crazy yep and be like everybody gets this derogatory term now you get a term and you get a term and you get a term well, i mean it's 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 the roaring 20s that's starting you're starting to see white man's burden and you're gonna start seeing you know the clash between classes and race and like that i i would have loved to see that more prevalent yep in the um that first movie because you have they casted a female african-american woman as the head of, of makuza yes oh my god she should have been like okay you're you're an african-american woman in the 1920s you were the lowest of the low not in the wizarding community though in in the regular world though but she's not in the regular world she's the head of makuza she's just but, trying to keep the wizards to their own see, that, thing that's that's kind of where I, though I, I'm saying she's the head of, of a minority. She knows how a min minority should feel and how she needs to protect it. I thought she would be much more aggressive. I feel like what you're trying to say is she should be maybe protesting, getting her, getting her views heard, maybe trying to help other people of color. I honestly thought she was going to be much more on the ideals of Grindelwald. Ooh. Just from, like, a historical, you mm -hmm. know... I don't know. I mean, this is, like, a totally different... But here's you know, the thing. It's, because it's hard Akuza, because you can't compare magic to muggle world. It's but just... See, that's the cool thing, because the Akuza doesn't care if she's black. Yeah, Makuza has... They, they, they don't, don't care. They don't care at all. Which is At different. least they don't seem like they do at all. It's weird because there's no book behind it, and mm -hmm. there's no anything else. There's really no way of me knowing... Y you know, okay, what's going on in the muggle climate in the time? What's going on within Makuza? How do they actually feel about a woman of color leading? You know, mm -hmm. like... I would be interested to see that stuff. Yeah. But we we'll probably won't get a book like that because that would bore... It could be on Pottermore, though. You know, maybe... True. Maybe Joe... And that's that's the other different thing. I think it... This, this type of story, I, I would guess, is probably harder for her only because... Joanne's British. She doesn't mm. live in America, so she has to do a lot of well. She's bringing research it back in order... to the Europe. What? 
She's bringing it back to Europe, though. Oh, no, I know. But, like, I'm just saying if we wanted a political climate of the time, she would really have to do a lot of research because it's probably not something that's taught in British schools. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why they would teach American history. We don't learn British history, so. Yeah. Well, except for, you know, the whole before we were America thing. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's just, there's so much more I want out of it. Harry Potter is the type of book where it doesn't, matter how much information joanne puts out Mm -hmm. i want more and i know that's so selfish because i know she just can't spend her whole life writing nothing but harry potter universe books but Mm. she could she could she'd make lots of money i don't think it's even about the money anymore well that's the whole point like she's literally become a billionaire three separate times i think and she's given most of it away to charity yep so it's like she she doesn't care. And I also think that's what makes her such a good person is, like, before she released Harry Potter, she was a single mother living with her parents filing for bankruptcy. Like, you can be low and still get – you just got to – you got to market it and you got to believe in what you're doing. And, like, she believed in what she was doing and she went after her dreams. I'm sorry, but she's a Slytherin through and through. Like, she was <laughs> ambitious and she went after it. Yeah. At the same time, though, she was brave like a Hufflepuff, and she was loyal to her kids, and oh my god, she has all of them. And she's smart enough to write that whole book. Is there anybody that has the... has... I I don't know. I think everybody has a little bit of each house. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's part of the reason that Harry could choose Gryffindor, because they even said, and, and that's what Harry says to his son, to Albus, before mm-hmm. he leaves, is, if you want to be in a house, the sorting hat will take that into account. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it's it's one of those things like obviously everybody has a little bit more in them. It's about which house the sorting hat feels like you'll thrive the best in because it can really see everything, even your subconscious and stuff. Mm. Um, so I, don't know. I think I think it has to do more with values, honestly. Like, yeah. what do you value more? Mm-hmm. So, like, here's a good thing that I Hermione can be both a Ravenclaw and a Gryffindor. However, because she values more traits of a Gryffindor Mm -hmm. over a Ravenclaw, yes, while she loves knowledge and she likes the pursuit of knowledge, there's other aspects, though, that take priority. Thus why she became a Gryffindor instead of a Ravenclaw. Well, I mean, each one of the three represents another house. I don't know if you knew that. Mm -mm. Uh, So Hermione represents Ravenclaw. Ron represents Hufflepuff and Harry represents Slytherin and they're all in Gryffindor. Hmm. Um, So Harry had that ambition and cunning and he was always going after, like he he was always very suspicious, but he was never afraid of getting into trouble. He just needed to do it. Like he made a plan and he went with it. And that, you know, that was his ambition driving him. Ron is fiercely loyal to his friends. Even when he was mad at Harry, like he was like, yeah, I'm mad at you, but good job. And, uh, yeah. like, he was like, uh, can you tell Hermione that blah, 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 blah. And he was like, wait, you weren't talking to me. He's like, no, I told Hermione to tell you that Dean said to me. And he's like, he's still trying to help him even though he's mad at him because he's mm-hmm. super loyal. And so, you know, that's that Hufflepuff trait shining through. So Even though it was done very badly. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely true. But so each one of them could have been in other houses, but they asked the sorting hat to be in Gryffindor. So, the, the you know, the hat takes what you say into account. Okay. I just still want to be a Slytherin because that's where I belong. And you can be a Slytherin all you want, Megan. I'm going to stay with my blue and black. 
Uh, okay, well, we've talked your ear off. I could literally go on, like, ten more podcasts like this. So, um, if you guys love Harry Potter like we do, please tweet at us. Let us know that we're not alone. Um, if you guys are doing anything fun for the 20th anniversary, also mm-hmm. let us know. If you anybody has the new copies of the books, let us let know. Let me see them. Yes, um, done. So, uh, if you guys aren't aware, you can watch Harry Potter this month on USA, Sci-Fi, and uh, ABC Family, or Freeform, wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost positive that Amazon is doing another deal like they did last year, where the Harry Potter 8-disc DVD case, instead of being $80, is $40, so look out for that. I want to say that's during the three days of deals. Yeah. Um, that should be coming up here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I hope that everyone had a safe 4th of July, and I don't think that there's anything else to add to this i think you covered everything well everything that i will let you cover currently thank you because we need to stop talking (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well i'm megan i'm ashley and this was wine Wine and dine the ladies of wine and dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode if you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com I love you to death, but man, girl, you just, ah, uh, I got to applaud you for to this, this month. I'm sorry. <laughs> I talked like that whole time. I have so much to talk about. That's okay. So little time to talk about it. That's okay. I'm pretty sure we can find something that I can just railroad you over with. Please, please do. Okay. So August, you know, the first episode in August, it's just an all Ashley episode. Oh God. I'll have to find something. I'll find something.